Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Let's go. Let's Let's go, go, Arnie. (laughs) So, uh... As I was driving around last night, yeah. as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As I was driving around last night, I think, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, because... Oh, I uh, will. Did you lock up the 49ers coming back to win that game last night? Was that a pick I heard you make while you were on the air, or was I delusional last No, you night? misremembered uh, what okay. I said. Um, what I said was, San Francisco, give me some San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl, is what I said. Uh, oh, oh, for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. poor Niner fans. My well, goodness, come on, would come you on, do that give me, to him? Oh, stop it. Did you see what Jimmy G did yesterday? Get out of here. Matter of fact, if you can... Give me one of your kids' college funds. We'll tie it up in that as soon as we'll get the money. You know, coming up here in this first segment, we're going to get into what we've learned in the preseason. And I think you and I have vastly different views of what we've learned. But real quick, I want to touch on this right off the top as we welcome you to Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. We have college football kicking off next Saturday. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, the games kind of stink a little bit. But don't tell that to the Colorado States and the Wyomings of the world. And don't say that to the Hawaii's and the New Mexico States. They're all fired up. And good, good. It's college football. We've got a reason. We've only got two more weeks of the exhibition season but Arnie something that you and I have talked about something that everyone from Doug Gottlieb to Clay Travis to Colin Coward here on the network Jonas Knox that we've all talked about incessantly and in some Ohio State fans minds uh, incorrectly in other people's minds absolutely right on point but apparently the investigative committee has wrapped up its work as right. of tonight right I mean right if we're to follow everything that's been laid out, we're going to find out that that report, if I'm understanding what President Michael Drake said this week, that investigation has concluded 
The report is being put together. It's been delivered to the investigative committee, which will then deliver it to the president, who will then have a board of trustees meeting, who will then have an executive session, who will then, in, I don't know, 24 hours after they have their executive session, announce their decision. So I think this is when we get some closure on uh, Urban Meyer and, uh, and Ohio State, right? right well, I, I don't think it's going to drag on as you just made it there. I think we'll probably get something by, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. And the way it was so quickly done and the way that we have not got anything leaked out, it makes me think that Urban Meyer's maybe going to get a game suspension at most, and they're just going to move on from this and, and see what the reaction's going to be. I, I, at first, I thought maybe this could be something he's going to lose his job, not the way it's gone for the last 14 days and the way it's quiet down. I think they're just going to move on from this, give him like maybe a one-game suspension for administrative, uh, you know, say something, and then move on from But You see, but that could be the problem. If they give him a one-game suspension, what are they suspending him for? Then they got to give him a reason, and then he, it, all of a sudden it sounds that he's culpable uh, to what happened in this situation. Well, I, listen, I'm not making this up, Arnie. I mean, I'm just telling you, that's the steps that we'll go through here now that the investigative uh, process is wrapped up. But we'll get to it more in depth coming up here in just a bit because I'm as fascinated as the news that we found out earlier this week and how it has anything to do with this saga as I am to figure out what plays out because I – I've gone back and forth on this because I'm agreeing with you. If you're going to suspend him, I've long thought it's a four-game suspension. Well, if you're suspending him, you're admitting that he's at fault. Right. And if you're admitting that he's at fault, he's at fault for something beyond just allowing a coach to coach on whenever he knew he was a domestic abuser. You know, there's there's Title IX implications, I think, involved. There's a lot of debate about that. But listen, we'll get to that coming up throughout the show tonight. But in my mind, it's one of the biggest stories tonight. We'll get no closure on it tonight. I don't think there'll be any reports out of Columbus tonight. Uh, college football fans, I wouldn't be glued in to figure out exactly what might happen. But then again... Last week, or two weeks ago, as soon as our show started, was when they dropped their 14-day deadline. Do you find that curious that they went exactly to the day, 14 days, like... They already know what's going on. They've, you know, it's it's already before this whole thing started. They've already figured out what they're going to do, and they're just going through the motions. I, am I wrong on that, or what? Uh, I've I tend to believe it's more of a budgetary issue, and I know some people will laugh whenever I say that. But I mean, as far as the amount of money that they're spending on this investigation and kind of the parameters that they've given. So, with that in mind, Arnie, I agree with you. I just don't think it has anything fishy. I just think it has to do with, hey, listen, we're paying you this amount of money. You have 14 days. I don't know if the term would be a retainer that they're using. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be real interesting to see what plays out over the next This is something days. that's been going on for, what, four or five years, and they're going to wrap it up in 14 days. I, okay. If they think they could do a good enough investigation to the exact hour, it was like the clock is running. Wrap it up. We're on the clock now. We got the attorneys <laughs> charging us $1,000 an hour. Let's wrap it up yeah and i and i can't help but wonder anything that you do from a perspective of of a suspension or a firing or allowing a coach then what kind of responsibility do you have for the incidents prior to this you know do, do you have any responsibility even though you fired zach smith for any of the allegations against him i mean there's so many different loose ends on this that it does seem rather quick but i think it's more of just trying to get it done before the season starts because arnie come on man ohio state oregon state right isn't that what matters ha- hashtag i hope you guys can see the sarcasm and all that right now um so you're really going all in 
on drawing some amazing conclusions from this preseason based on the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation oh, because that he I didn't was show anything last yeah, night. Because he didn't show anything last year. It wasn't like a good run to a team that was absolutely lousy. Did you see any of him? Do you, do you see what this guy's doing? Do you, do you see the potential here, or are you, you turning a blind eye to, to what this guy was doing with a really bad team? Uh, no, 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 absolutely. I saw what he was doing last year, but... I just think that we need to kind of woe up a little bit with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. With that, well, said, the show's today. You know that, don't you? I, maybe you know what? Maybe ask the boss if we can come back in, let's say January, and we get a better feel on who's doing what. Well, I mean, this is what leads to your awful projections wow. and not taking some time to step back. I mean, wow. I don't want to point out that you're two and eight so far, and your no, preseason no. is the free season picks. I got three right last week. Uh, do we want to do this now? No, we'll do it later on. I'll fight week. with you okay. later on. Yeah. All right, all right. But anyway, I here's I love Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely dig him. I just don't know if that team is around him yet in San Francisco. Listen, as much as you want to dismiss the NFC West, I think it's a really good division. I don't think there's a lot of gimmies in the NFC West right now, and <laughs> and the San Francisco schedule is a tough one. Who's who's an easy game in the NFC West right now for you? Seattle. That's an easy game now. Is Arizona still in the in the West, or did I forget something? David Johnson's back. Oh, t- David Johnson's back. You you put a Sam Bradford that's healthy in there. You know that I mean, Josh. They, they, they may be the worst team in the NFL. I don't think you quite understand that. <laughs> that that's two easy wins. Matter of fact, uh, this already in the Cardinals already been eliminated from the playoff race. So, all right. Well, then you yeah. still have the Rams that are there in the NFC West. Rams, that have to play okay, twice. okay. I'll give you the Rams. I'll give you the Rams. Don't give me Seattle. Seattle's going to be lucky if they win six to seven games. So uh, it's all going to be San Francisco and the Rams in this one. So I, I just want to rewind a little bit with Seattle. They, uh, they're they still led by a solid quarterback, which is about all you know about the 49ers, that they have a solid quarterback. They still have a really good defense with Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense. They seem to have upgraded their offensive line. Why you hate on Seattle? I hate on Seattle. Well, first of all, it's it's not even because of like the Richard Sherman and stuff like that. It feels like everything is crumbling. It feels like th- that you know with, with what's going on with Pete Carroll, and uh, it's not like it's a lack of respect, but maybe they don't uh, trust him, or maybe they're just uh, things are falling apart, cracks in the foundation. I'm just not liking the way they are. And plus, as you said, look at it's more about San Francisco and the Rams being so much better. Some people are actually picking the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I think you could pick the Rams or San Francisco. So that's why Seattle's going to be the third place team in that division. All right. Well, we'll we'll go more in depth in just a bit. But here's here's my point: is I get you falling in love with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was concerned you were just using the performance from last night, and it was good. 10 of 12, Texans didn't play a lot of their stars. I get that. I'm not hating on the Niners. I'm just trying to woe up a little bit on Jimmy G. Arnie, I don't know if I've been able to tell anything from this damn preseason so far. I don't know if it's just because I watched the Raiders-Rams game or at least tried to I know my Dolphins are already good. I'm starting to realize that. But, I mean, even, even just in those knee-jerk reactions, which I understand it's our job, I, I don't know if I've really been able to truly get a gauge because outside of the rookie quarterbacks, it seems as if everyone's holding everything back. Yeah, it was a surprise to see Tom Brady play as much as he yeah. did the other night. Sure, we saw Jimmy G play quite a bit. I mean, uh, Jameis Winston played a ton for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I don't know. Maybe this is one of those takes that I fall back on every single year. But damn, Arnie, I'm having a hard time getting a good read on anything so far in the preseason. 
I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you to a point, though, when you said a lot of the starting quarterbacks, we've seen a lot of them, and a lot of them actually look good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sure, I, I'm not I, arguing that. Yeah. I just and, haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah, and and I'm, I was kind of surprised that Tom Brady actually did play the first half. I'm like, they're up 17 nothing. They're putting it back in the game. I think that was a little bit more emotion and uh, getting upset with all the smack talking coming from the Philadelphia Eagles before the game and decided to go ahead and rub it in. But you're kind of right. It's hard to tell, though. I feel like a lot of these rookie quarterbacks have earned starting spots. I, I'm surprised that Baker Mayfield, for some reason, is down at the third string. Did I miss something here? Uh, Sam Darnold's look good. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's look real good. I'm going to be curious to see if he's going to just sit as the backup or if somebody's going to trade for him, Chris. Yeah, me too. And I'll, and I'll add one thing as well. When I say we haven't seen a lot of them, I don't mean by numbers. I just mean in games. I, usually by this third preseason weekend that's coming up, uh, a starting quarterback will get a half. But it's been a mixed bag. I mean, and I don't know. We, we can throw all of our complaints out there about the lowering of the helmet rule, and we'll get to that. We've Jeez. got you know two yeah. hours in the show tonight. It's kind of ridiculous. And again, Maybe we're getting a little knee-jerky because it's the preseason, but I'm kind of on team freak out right now that they're changing my game too much. But, Arnie, the NFL still has a serious problem with scheduling because how in the world do you have two teams that are playing each other in week two of the exhibition slash preseason and week four of the exhibition season slash preseason that are playing in week one of the regular season. The Raiders and the Rams played on Saturday. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm a diehard Raiders and NFL fan. And I'm not just talking about the TV broadcast. I'm talking about the players on the field. It was horrible. And these teams are going to turn around and play in week one. Now, I get it. It'll be a much different matchup. Raiders rested 15 starters. The Rams didn't play one starter on offense or defense. But, Arnie, who in the hell is in the scheduling department that sees, ah, Bengals and Colts in week one of the regular season. You know what? Let's have them play in week four of the exhibition season as well, too. What the hell is going on in scheduling? I know it's only happened ten times since 1999 where you have a team playing the exhibition season that plays in week one of the regular season. But isn't this a little bit ridiculous to have these teams playing in week one when they play in the preseason? Why did we make this a best of three? We should have just started that. <laughs> one more. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and do something like that. Uh, yeah, no, it is. I Again, the exhibition season, though, um, that's a little bit different from the regular schedule, the regular season schedule. They don't care who you play or when you play them because that's more about money and more, uh, you know, vici- you know, in in the vicinity than more of a real schedule. Am I right about that or no? Uh, I I think. I mean, I, I I'm I, I don't know for sure, but I just know that someone has to be smart enough to stand up and say. Oh gosh, these two teams are playing this week. They're going to play the next week. This isn't the playoffs, so I, I just I don't understand how this confusion could possibly. Well, happen. don't right. worry about it. Raiders will be eliminated in about three weeks anyway, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I also. By the way, I also yeah. heard you complaining about the Raiders. Did you? I mean, speaking of, did you watch? Did you see who was playing quarterback for those two teams yesterday? Yeah, between it, the I, Raiders and the Rams. Yeah, oh no, my I, gosh. I, I know that. I know that. It's it wasn't pretty out there, but I just overall though, I just feel like John Gruden is. Is he's like a deer in the headlights. I get a feeling that he's going to make one major mistake in like the first game and everybody's going to come down him like, you know what, and that's all we're going to be talking about, how he made a major mistake, didn't uh, you know throw the flag on that, didn't look at the replay on this. They're going to get on him about that. You know, you know I'm right about that, uh, Chris. You know that. 11-14 Central Time 
Arnie Spanier said John Gruden will look like a deer in the headlines, which will headlines. register as the worst take in the history of NFL really? preseason conversation. Really? Deer in the headlines? What the hell are you talking about? The dudes won a Super Bowl. Oh, he's been out of the game for a long time. Do you know he's... there's people listening to the show that don't even know who John Gruden was except for TV? That's fine by me, man. Last time we had a guy go back to TV, came back, won a Super Bowl. I'm good with it. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's truly go down a laundry list of things we've learned in the preseason with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday, 877-99 on Fox. Brought to you in part by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably... Should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Yep. Get to some uh, good stuff on Twitter here. Oh, there's some real good stuff. I, I I didn't know that you tried to slide one by me. Oh, boy, there's some good stuff on Twitter. What did I slide by you? Come on, Daryl busted you on Twitter. Listen, Daryl has selective hearing because <laughs> I, I'm going to read this tweet, and I'm going to lay out his selective hearing. Yeah. Uh, and I'll even go back to the tape. Daryl writes, you yeah. like how Plank throws Sam Bradford's name out there quickly? Where did he go to school? Come yeah. on, Plank. Come on. Bradford has yet to stay healthy, and this year is going to be the year he plays 16. Stop it. Just stop, stop with the it. OU bias nonsense, please. I mentioned every quarterback in the division, and as I started to mention either Bradford or Rosen, Arnie stomped all over me, which shouldn't surprise you, Daryl, because you listen relatively closely. <laughs> hey, Bradford went six for six the other night. If y'all are going to be losing your mind over every performance by a quarterback in the preseason, Sam Bradford's looked pretty damn good. So, yeah, I didn't try to slide one by you, Arnie. I'm just telling you this warship suddenly that you have of Jimmy Garoppolo is it's a little bit perplexing to me, almost almost too much, because you've been hesitant. Well, because people are starting to agree with me, Mike and the little troller. They're all starting to agree with me on Twitter. That's why, but go ahead. No, no, no. I meant with Garoppolo. Oh, okay. I meant your, your, your hero worshiping of Garoppolo yeah. because you and I even had him in the six game or less Hall of Fame along right. with Deshaun Watson. Right. RG3 was right. in that Hall of Fame as well, too. Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak, right. Six games or less, greatest things we've ever seen. Yeah. But what's, what's kind of changed your tune on him a little bit? On, on Jimmy G? Yeah. Why nothing's changed my tune. It's just that I mean, look what he has done. I first of all having him seen up, having seen and followed him up in New England, and then having him traded and immediately make a difference. And I I wish they would have played him right away. I I think they waited the two games, and that was a horrible team. They made a few additions here. They're better. Seattle's not any better. Um, I really think they're the second best team in that division. I love everything about them. And you can see the confidence at what he's been doing just right away in the first two preseason games. I mean, really, Chris, are you, am I the only person that sees this? Am I the only one going crazier? You, you must not be watching them. No, I just, I'm not going to go crazy over his exhibition season performance. I'm going to go more crazy over when I see it in week one. I just, man, I'll tell you one thing, guys. I'm not a big X and O's guy. I try not to be one. I think everyone's being very vanilla. I thought Brady Quinn brought up one of the best points we've heard on this network, period. Oh, you geez, are I getting, can't wait to hear this. No, he's talking about the rookie quarterbacks. And everything is so vanilla that we're seeing defensively, and we're getting all this tape on these guys. And we're sitting here gushing. Arnie, have you been impressed with Josh Allen so far with what you've seen? 
Why are you going to say it's against uh, second or third no, no, team? No, no, I'm I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you. I mean, yeah. if you're going to say yes, I'm. Ag- oh, I'll just lay it out that you think I'm setting you up for something. I'm not. Josh <laughs> Allen's look great. Baker Mayfield's look great. Right? Uh, who well, I, I, I said that about Baker Mayfield though. I said, what has he done to go ahead and earn third string? Why? Why well, is this that guy fighting it up for first string? He is. It's just Hugh Jackson being okay. Hugh Jackson. Okay. Um, who, who else? Who am I leaving out here? What? Oh, James uh, Winston has looked fantastic. Also, <laughs> yes, he has. Sam Darnold's look great. Josh Rosen has looked great. But we're we're also getting film on them, and people are going to get smarter on how to attack them and see their tendencies. And you're not really studying what you're seeing from college because this is the preseason. And I think it's going to be much tougher for them when we get into the regular season. I think the same thing's going to be true for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think last year it was kind of, oh, wow, holy S, this guy's taking over the offense. And trust me, he's a stud. Uh, it was almost – Brady used this analogy one time. It's like God decided to create the perfect quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. There he is. You know, it's just the body, the arm, and everything. He I just beat think some it's teams be that were going to – He beat some teams that were going to the playoffs. So uh, it wasn't like they were a bunch of cream puffs that he was beating up there in San Francisco. No, no, no. You're right. Of course, one of those was resting all of their starters in the final week of the regular season. Uh, and then, I mean, again, it was impressive. He took a team that was awful – and rally them to five straight wins to wrap up the season. Impressive. You know they're I, you twenty to one. On if that. I could, if I could get a hundred thousand dollars and put them on them to, to win the Super Bowl, I'll get back uh, what like two mil. Oh boy. Um, let me get a couple of other ones here. You don't like Arnie, that, I, huh? Well, I just I think that's a that's a lot to put on a team yeah. that's with the second year head coach. Just wow. saying. And and a six game starting quarterback. A uh, little troller rights. I'll get with everyone that's agreeing with you. Arnie, I hate to admit it, but I agree with you about John Gruden being away from the game for too long. And true examples are Dick Vermeil and Joe Gibbs and others where the game had progressed too far for them. Hey, Bravo. Arnie, what did Dick, what did Dick Vermeil do in his third year back oh, after being geez. away from the game for 15 years? Well, Let's super, not yeah. let the facts get in the way of your horrific take, little troller. Dick Vermeil won a damn Super Bowl. Joe Gibbs was given maybe one of the more atrocious rosters of overpaid veterans that your boy up in D.C. could put together. So bad examples, man. I'm telling you what. Sleep on Gruden all you want. Hate all you want. Deer in headlights. All of your analogies, Arnie. I don't think he's lost a step. In fact, I think he's better. And he's been in those meetings. He's been in practices. I think he's a better head coach today from being away from the game than he was whenever he was in Tampa. I'm telling you what, sleep on him all you want. I'll tell you what, we can only judge him by what he has done from since he's taken over the job. Is that fair enough or no? Yeah, sure, fine. They're one and one in the exhibition season. Oh, no, he's done done a pretty good job on, on, uh, you know, closing the ties with Khalil Mack. He's not the general manager. Oh, He's not here a we go. Manager Look at that. that. He has nothing to, that. Right. Yeah. He has nothing to do with it. Don't let facts get in the way with it. Don't let facts get in the way. Are you getting mad at Sean McVay because Aaron Donald's holding out? Anyone yelling at Mike Tomlin because Le- Le'Veon Bell's not on the field? People are losing their minds over Khalil Mack when he's going to play. He's not getting traded. He's holding out to try him. to get a new deal. I, I hope you th- trade him. They're not going to. You can hope all you want because you're that kind of person. Wow. But it's not going to happen. Wow. Uh, a couple of other tweets here real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, why does Arnie always call that one guy Raider Ryan? Yeah, I hear that. You're gonna That dude's going to have an aneurysm uh, I know. at some I point. I love it now. Uh, Eddie writes, just admit it, Arnie. You've come under the spell of Jimmy GQ. It's a genuine bromance. Is he too good looking for you or not? No, I, did he recently grow a beard too? I don't like that. He needs to shave that off. Show his ruggedness. He's, he needs to show. He needs to show his good looks. You know what I mean? 
Uh, this is a good one. We haven't talked about it yet, but Arnie, what's more impressive, the fact that the Red Sox are 50 games over 500 or that the Orioles are 50 games under? Great question. Wow. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. impressive on both ends. It is. It? It's very impressive. I'm going to have to go with the Red Sox 50 games above 500. That, that, that's insane of what they're doing. And then to pay off our tease, we were talking about things that we've seen in the preseason that caught our eye. And I think Brian Colangelo's burner account here brings up a good point. The star of the preseason so far, guys, the penalty flag. Arnie, yeah. <laughs> do you agree with that? You know, I hope it's not going to be like this in the regular season. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that hit uh, in the Minnesota Viking game. Is that what you're alluding to? Oh, um, the Vikings game, the hit in the Niners game. There in the was Texas, another Niners, one game. Friday night um, that was just on a block. That they called helmet to helmet. That was absolutely ridiculous. And they called it on the wrong person if they were going to call it at all. So, um, I mean, those were two blatant ones uh, that I saw. Hey, real quick, I want to ask you a question. I, I want you to give me your top 10 um, Fox Sports uh, radio uh, anchors. Uh, update, guys. <laughs> well, uh, I'll have to have some time to put it together. Why, why would you why? want your, really, why would you you want your top Gascon? 10? Where do you put Is he in your top 10 is what I, I want to know. Gascon's like number two, man. Wow! He's right up there. Look at you sucking up. Look at you. Speak of the devil. <laughs> sliding into the Fox Sports Radio studios presented by Geica. David Gascon has all the latest in the sports. Now, wait a minute. Number oh, two. Did you? Number two. Well, well number I one's knew. got. Number one's got. <laughs> don't you can't drop the Gascon drop. I'll lose my stuff on the air. Um, the uh, well, number one's got to be DeSager because he's here every wow. week. But, really? but number two is Gascon because I mean it's like oh, a one one a deal. Whenever he I have in my like top ten, so there no. you go. I'm, there I'm you kind go. of impartial to Tom Looney. <laughs> is that your number one guy? <laughs> Tom, uh, I mean, I'd listen. I mean, because I worked at a local affiliate in San Diego when I first got into the industry, and I'd I'd listen to Tom a lot. I'd listen to Deb. I'd listen to uh, Steve a lot. So everyone's got their own flavor. So it's always. He's slaving over a hot microphone. That's so right. That's, yes. that's, uh, that's Tom Looney. <laughs> but Steve, yeah, Steve is Steve is fantastic. And, I mean, we talk about it in here in the studio. I, I don't know where Steve gets half of his info from because, I mean, it's like the World Wide Web is his oyster, and he just pulls things out of his – I he give it to him all. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It's so, all from Mark. Yeah. But I, I have a confession to make for you guys because I was Uh-oh. just on a previous show with, with Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn and – and I love working with those guys, especially during football season, but even in the off season because they have so much to talk about. And then talking to you, Chris, is fantastic. But man, what a come down to work with Arnie! It's Can this like, update be any longer? Like I mean, the show's almost done. Uh, show's it's, almost it's done, everybody. Such a come down. Anyways, in Major League Baseball, that's wrap Marwin up the show. Marwin hits it in the air, pretty deep to right field. It sends back Piscotti. Looking up. See you later. Marwin Gonzalez hits the Astros' fifth home run of the game, and it is nine to four, Houston. Yeah, A's won it yesterday. Astros won it today. They had five home runs. Winning at nine four was the final. They're a game in front of Oakland in the AL West standings, seventy five up and forty nine down. Angels get beat in Arlington by the Rangers four two. Milwaukee wins at St Louis two one. Dodgers uh, they lit up the Mariners twelve to one. Justin Turner. Five runs driven, and he was four for five in the contest. Clayton Kershaw picks up a rare W. Diamondbacks beat the Padres in San Diego, four to three. Marlins hammer the Nationals, twelve to one. Rockies double up the Braves, four two. So when you look at the standings, Braves have a half game lead in front of the Phillies, who lost today against the Mets. Cubbies have got three and a half in front of the Brewers, and the Diamondbacks still have a half game advantage in the West 
over the Colorado Rockies. NFL news and notes, Cowboys safety Xavier Woods might miss week one against Carolina because of a bad hammy. Chargers have placed Jalen Watkins on IR with a torn ACL. He's done for the season. Packers, excuse me, yeah, Packers have activated outside linebacker Nick Perry off the PUP list, and Browns cornerback EJ Gaines was carted off the field during practice today, grabbing his right knee in some pain. So, gentlemen, uh, well, at least back to Chris Plank. Well, I, you see, you... That's what I get for putting you in my top ten. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> you said top ten of all time yesterday, though. Yeah, I lied. was it top ten of all time? Yeah, it wow. is. Yeah. That was a Freudian slip on. I misremembered. <laughs> <laughs> we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have checked out Geico.com 15 minutes ago or called 800-947-AUTO. Geico. Um, Let me hit geez. like and retweet on Daryl's new uh, t- a tweet there that's ripping you again. So uh, I, 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 Again. <laughs> Honestly, we could probably do this all night if we wanted to. I'm not sitting here trying to defend Sam Bradford's durability. I'm trying more to magnify this incessant desire we have to elevate Jimmy Garoppolo to king quarterback of the NFL. I mean, I I dig his confidence. I love it, thinking that he's up there with Tom Brady. But, man, we got a long way to go. You know, you were bringing up the helmet-to-helmet thing, and I'm wondering how much that's going to be a factor. I I saw Richard Sherman uh, starting to rip uh, the way the tackle goes, and we were talking about the play in the Minnesota game, uh, which uh, I, I guess people are starting to defend the referees that that was a penalty if if the new rules are in effect. I can't imagine that they're going to be able to keep this up in the regular season, Chris. And a matter of fact, um, you know, it seems like ratings have gone down a little bit with that. Uh, you know, people saying, I don't know what a catch is, and even though that's changed, or because of the anthem issue. And now, because... Um, a lot of states are getting rid of, um, I, I want to say, not peewee football, but tackling um, until you get to high school, tackle football until you get to high school. I'm wondering if uh, football is going to be the same in, let's say, 20 years from now as it is now, if it's still going to be as popular, still be the number one sport by a big margin as it is now 20 years from now. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's going to have some serious challenges. But, Arnie, I have a... I have an old take, and I don't know if it fits in this either. But I think we also get somewhat cyclical, don't we, whenever it comes to things that matter to us. I I like to use baseball as an example. Right. In baseball, oh, the game is too geared towards the hitter. So we we do different things to the baseballs, or we change the bats, or we bring in fences to make it more about the hitters. Well, then it's too much of a hitter's game. Then we've got to do things to the pitchers. Then guys start juicing. and then we got. It's like this endless cycle of things that we do to try to make the game better, and it's never ending. I just – I kind of think – This is going to sound crazy, but the best thing going for the NFL right now is the fact that they know that uh, old Vinnie Mac is going to try to come up with some old-fashioned football that's not going to give two S's about the rules, and they're going to go out and be physical. And I think you're going to see the same thing with the, what, the American football. So they got a little competition that's coming that can give a different feel to it. So that might help them a little bit in that, okay, there's your over-physical football if you need it. I don't think we're getting towards flag football like some people think. Do you? I mean, I don't think we're getting towards suddenly it's two-hand touch. I think we're trying to change the way we tackle more than anything else. It doesn't have to get the flag football, but what happens the first time uh, we see that Minnesota tackle, they throw a flag, and it happens to be in the last 30 seconds of a game where a team's playing great for 59 minutes, and in the last 30 seconds, you're going to get a call like that, and everybody's going to be up in arms over that, Chris. 
Um, yeah, and that's why, boy, here's another thing I've got to I've got to walk back a little bit. I kind of wish that replay would be taken out of the game, but if we're going to live with it and we're going to have it, you got to make those plays reviewable. Oh, how you can't do that? I don't even know how you can make that reviewable. Unless you're going to completely admit that, okay, we may have screwed up a little bit. We may, and, and this happens all the time in life, right? You see people that have different ideas or maybe different plans for prot, new Coke. I mean, that's a really old one. But you realize, oh, damn, this thing ain't working. We see it with TV shows all the time. We see it with radio shows. Oh, this isn't working. Pull the plug. It's the exhibition season, preseason. Arnie, maybe they walk it back. Maybe they realize, okay, this isn't working like we thought it would. We've had, what, two ejections that we look back, or at least two penalties that everyone's like, all right, that's perfect. It seems as if every other use of the rule has been wrong. Or, or at least, I shouldn't say wrong. Seems to be petty, right? They seems have to, to be a little much. Yeah, they yes. have to walk it back. There's too many right now. There's too much confusion, not even from the fans. There's too much confusion among the players. Uh, matter of fact, uh, didn't uh, I heard Jonas say Al River on um, uh, went ahead and put out a uh, a video of three clean tackles and three uh, you know penalty tackles, and you still can't tell the difference. So if it gets to that point then we're rushing this too much. I feel like this is being rushed down our throats anyway. I, I don't see how they could possibly call this during the regular season. This is one of these things where I kind of I kind of think the college game has it right. And, it, it, again, it's frustrating at, at, at moments. But the college game will take their time to truly review these types of calls. And, yes, I know the instant replay is there for the ejection penalties. But if we're going to see – I mean, that listen, that, that hit – in the uh, – who is it, Ryan Mostert? Well, the, the Minnesota roughing the passer was the worst thing I've ever seen. The the Mostert penalty, which, by the way, his agent, Brett Tesler, tweeted it last night. I know we, we've talked about it endlessly here on Fox Sports Radio. But to, to show the confusion over this rule, Arnie, uh, Brett Tesler, who is an agent, an agent for Raheem Mostert, uh, tweeted the video and was defending his client – Get lost in the comments of, of this video. Just spend some time scrolling down through the comments. And you get, well, this is a bad tackle. It's a good call. Then you get, oh, this is ridiculous. We're taking tackles out of the game. As fans, we're even confused is all get out as to what's right and what's wrong. So, I mean, if we're talking about things that have caught our eye to bring this full circle in the preseason – Arnie, we're again in a situation with the is it a catch, is it not a catch, uh, is his feet in bounds, was he having possession. We've taken our frustration with the catch rule, and now we've turned it into the disappointment with what's become tackling in the NFL. That's in what the, it's become. In the Cowboys game uh, yesterday, I think it was just, I don't even remember, they're all blending it together now. In the Cowboys <laughs> game, uh, the quarterback was scrambling the offensive, or excuse me, the, the, instead of making the tackle, the guy comes up and just pushes him in the chest and pushes him down, just shoves him to the ground. And, and he goes, I don't want to wrap him up. I don't want to put my head down. Just shoved him to the ground. I was like, oh, you're going to call a foul on that? Is that too hard? I, I'm waiting for the flag to come out. It was crazy. Yeah, and it's it's just it's amazing. It's amazing to see how confused that we are right now. Now, Arnie, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll get a little update from David on some other stories that we've missed. But 
I actually want to go on the field with some things that we've learned. And I know we talked about it in the first segment. I don't know if we've been able to learn a lot just based on how little we've seen of starters. But I think we've seen enough of a few things to draw some conclusions, right? I mean, there, there's a few. What do you like to say, Arnie? You don't need to go on 50 dates to know when you've met the love of your life. Uh, right? Sometimes you, uh, you know, it's love at first sight, my friend. Sometimes you know after five minutes if she's the one for you. And I've got to get an update on this Ohio State saga, plus college football kicks off next week. We'll dive into it all with Arnie and Plank next on a Fox Sports Sunday. Hey, guys, don't tell Plank, but later on I'm going to pick Florida Atlantic to beat Oklahoma, but they'll cry, so just don't tell them until we get back on the air. You know, you'll be wrong. Oh, jeez, I mean, did he hear that? Was my mic live? Oh, my goodness. Listen, I can tell oh, my you goodness. every... I can tell you every pick Arnie's going to make this year. Wow. He's going to pick Florida Atlantic, wow. UCLA... Army. He's wow. going to pick Iowa State. He's going to pick Texas. He's going to pick you, TCU. You put he's my pick, mic on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's got, against the Raiders. He's going to pick the Rams to beat the Raiders. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, come on, Arnie. I'm used to it. It's Let fine. me tell you something. More people are picked Florida Atlantic for a first round or a first week upset than just about any team in, in college football. Who are who? They. More, more, who, they. Who's they? The royal they? The betters. Is that who they are? The, the, the betters. Come on. There's no other big game. Really, there's no other upset you can go with uh, than the Florida Atlantic Oklahoma one. That's the one well, that's the glaring uh, sticking out at you. Te- technically, Notre Dame beating Michigan is an upset somehow. Nah. By a point spread. I mean, by the almighty point spread, it is. If Arizona uh, lost to BYU, that'd be a big upset. I'd have to agree. I will say this, for as much as everyone else in the country has tried to play that up, oh, gosh, Lane Kiffin, look at your great season last year, going to Oklahoma. Man, he's really playing it down, isn't he? Almost to the point where you're like, dude, your your team might be hearing this. But next hour, we have some college football, and I've got a Florida Atlantic update. Because apparently, Arnie, Florida Atlantic has become the Alabama of the state of Florida, (laughs) according to one of their players. David Gascon is in tonight for Steve DeSager, so he'll get us caught up uh, to a certain degree with everything that we know tonight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Florida Atlantic is now the Alabama of Florida. What's going on, Gascon? You know, I had to check something because I really don't believe a lot of what Arnie says. And um, Mm -hmm. FAU has 72% of the public betting on them. Well, with 20. Plus 21. Plus 21, yeah. yeah. I would probably take I told you with the three touchdowns. I told I you. Think, I think I would take any double-digit win team from the year before with three or more scores. I, absolutely give me plus 21 Don't points, want the points. Don't need the points. You're going to need the points. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. What about a revenge game with Stanford and San Diego State? That's yeah. also the same day. Aztecs are dogs. They're plus 15. But Bryce Love is obviously he's back for another go-around. I was kind of surprised that Bryce Love made the decision to come back, to be honest with you. But I guess with him being all dinged up, that would be an issue yeah. as well, too. Do you care at all about Saturday night's big <laughs> Hawaii-Colorado State game? I do. What are you laughing at, Gascon? I, what are you no, laughing at? Because I mentioned Jonas in the previous segment. Jonas, Bobo, and a, and a couple other guys, we would work on his overnight shows. And when he first uh-huh. started on the overnights, that's the one team that we would always pay oh. attention to because Hawaii. you always had the degenerates – because that's the last game of the night because they're playing on the island. And so if you had any kind of action or if you were down and you were out, you're like, put me on Hawaii. Give me Hawaii at the half. Give me Hawaii live bet, the over-under. Like, that's your last-ditch effort before 
obviously things roll over to the National Football League on Sundays. So I always pay attention to what Hawaii does. Colorado State is a 14-point yeah. favorite on Saturday night yeah. against Hawaii. Uh, and then the late game is Wyoming and New Mexico State. Oh, yeah. I, I'm right. sorry. Yeah, Scott. If right. you want to go anywhere else, yeah, yes. my bad. Okay. I'm hijacking your segment. I'm sorry. My bad. It's all good. A couple a couple of interesting notes here because I know Arnie doesn't care about this, but Chris, you might. Ronda wow. Rousey is uh, the women's champion in WWE. Uh, SummerSlam was tonight. So she is, uh, she is now your champ. And also, uh, How do we not lead with that? Well, I mean, we should have. You were the lead host, right? I mean, you didn't. (laughs) Roman Reigns is also the universal champ as well. You guys care about that? I was a little bit surprised to see the heavyweight championship match between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles so early in the night. But (laughs) it was a good night, Arnie, for the WWE. (laughs) All right, where do you want to go next? Uh, A couple (laughs) of things National Football League. Uh, Jamal Charles went and saw the Washington Redskins about a job. And one Adrian Peterson is going to visit them tomorrow about a job, too. They got some issues right now at the running back position. And they were deemed up last year at running back and in the offensive line spot. Alex Smith does need some help. That could save them. You know, they get one of those guys that have a pretty good year. And I still think there's some left with those guys. I think that could save them for the year because right now they have a big problem. Yeah, they're uh, counting on, uh, what, Samaje Pirine, who was a third-round pick, and then the the Thompson guy who is usually a third-down back. Kelly Thompson, right? Well, Piran's the all-time leading rusher in Oklahoma Sooner football oh, history. Oh, hey, don't make people but, start texting and tweeting. But so did AD. <laughs> so did so did Peterson. Let me let me give you a sleeper name, by the way, for Washington. Oh, DeAndre no. Washington. I really do. I think they're going to end up getting a guy that's off the Raiders roster. I think John Gruden's going to be like, here, take Doug Martin or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. They, they need a running back badly. Uh, Orleans Darkwell, by the way, too. David met with him as well. All right. Well, we stay in the division and some great news, at least for the time being, for the Dallas Cowboys. Zach Martin got hurt yesterday in a pre season game uh it was diagnosed initially as a hyperextended knee he had an mri to see if it was any worse than that nope it's negative results came back it's negative so just a hyperextended knee so the cowboys avoid any kind of disaster oh, they're on their lucky. Line. <laughs> oh could, could you imagine if he was gone for the year again well i i, I my my co-host on saturday aaron torres did not know that there used to be six preseason games in the nfl he thought i was making that up <laughs> They need to cut it down to a half. Yeah, one yeah, half right, of a kidding. preseason game, and we'd be exactly. uh, we'd be good to go. I still can't believe they charge people to go to these games. Full oh, price. Too. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, guys, right. one quick note in Major League Baseball: You Darvish of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> he left his rehab start today Jeez. after his one inning, and his last pitch was 95 miles per hour. But when he came out for the second inning, six warm-up tosses, and that was it. Trainer came out, and he was shaking his arm, and he walked off. He could be done for the season. Well, thank goodness they're not paying him a lot of money, right? <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. Thanks, yeah. Gascon. We'll get his update coming up here in just a bit. And when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we've talked about every single major division from uh, playoff contenders outside of the AFC South. Notice I'm leaving out the NFC and AFC West for some reason. But the AFC South is our preview next. We'll talk about the Jaguars, the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans. And a big question, where would you rank Marcus Mariota in the top four quarterbacks in that division? That's next with Arnie and Plank. Hour two, final hour, let's go. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Two big stories in college football potentially tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sure we'll start seeing, how did someone put it, some scarlet and gray smoke out of Columbus tomorrow as Uh. allegedly the report has been delivered now or has at least been collaborated upon between the investigative committee and 
the president, who will then meet with the board of trustees and will have a decision on the future of Urban Meyer. How did you? Also, how did they know? I'm sorry, but how did they know that the, the the investigation was taking exactly 14 days? I mean, this is something that's been over years and years and years. How did they know it was only going to be 14 days unless they're like, hey, we're going to do all we can in 14 days, wrap it up because we already know what we're going to do. And that's I'm starting to feel that's the way it's coming across. I hate to be literal, Chris, but I think it's because that's the deadline they gave them. But you can't help but wonder if if this committee or this uh, attorney, this law firm that they've they've used as well to if they went to Ohio State and said, listen, we need more time. I mean, because you're right, Arnie, we're going back away. Right. There's a lot of people to talk to. Uh, and this seems to be a very short amount of time. I don't know. I don't. I've tried to stay up 24 hours in a day. It's not easy. So I don't think people are working sun up to sundown right. on this. I think they're getting some rest in somewhere. But with that said, you're right. It does seem like it's going to be a little bit rushed. With that said, we may find out early this week. We also tomorrow get the AP Top 25. Wow. Which, again, irrelevant. Meaningless. But <laughs> to a certain, to a certain it's degree, like preseason football, but who cares? Yeah, but but I wonder too. It, it, it's funny when we were in the BCS era, Arnie. The AP poll was completely and oh. totally oh. pointless, right? Completely and totally pointless. But now that you've got you know, a lot of old school curmudgeons on the college football playoff committee, maybe they take the AP's opinion into consideration. And a no BCS bit more. until week six, so. Very true. Yeah. Uh, or, or college football playoff poll, however you want to put it. Yeah. But just to kind of give you an idea, Alabama has been number one in each of the previous th- uh, three seasons. They were number one in 15, 16, and 17. No way they should be number one now. Right. I, I don't know, man. I think they're going to be number one. No the way they should be number tomorrow. one. Yeah. Who do you think should be? Well, should they be number one with all the question marks that they have? Well, let's start with the quarterback. They're not even, they can't even tell me if maybe their starter is going to be on the roster, according to Nick Saban. Or, or am I nuts on that? That's his words, Chris. That's not my words. I, 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 right? I no, I, I, I right? want to agree with you so badly. Yeah, but that's I think his he's words. Playing, I think he's playing games with us. I oh, think they're going to be number shocking. one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, with that said, Here's here's a good trivia question. Do you know who the last preseason number one was in the AP poll? The the last the last num- non Arizona preseason number one in the AP poll. No, who who? It was Florida State. Florida State in 2014 they were number one. So Alabama has been number one in uh, the last couple of years. They look to do it again. Uh, the lowest ranked team. To make the college football playoff in the preseason AP poll was? Somebody was down at number 23, weren't they? But I don't remember who. Oklahoma was in the the 16 to 20 range in 2015 whenever they ended up in the four-team playoff. Georgia Georgia last year, Washington in 2016, and Clemson in 2015 were were in the 11 to 15 range in the preseason poll. And, so, again, and, just the, some numbers. Big trivia question, when's the last time a team uh, not in the top 25 uh, made it to the four-team playoff? Uh, in the AP poll in the four-team no, playoff? It doesn't make it. It will be this year by Arizona Wildcats. You know what? I texted you earlier this week. Yeah. I'm not going to get carried away with four-team playoffs yet, but I think they can win the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I think they can win the Pac-12. Everyone is sleeping on Kevin Sumlin. They're sleeping on him. He's a damn good coach. I think he's going to do great things I thought he was going to make one of uh, that most underrated list that you sent me about coaches in college overrated and underrated. Well, we'll get to that coming yeah. up in just a bit because that is <sighs> – I don't know how <laughs> – I, I know how I feel about unnamed sources in – journalism. I don't know how I feel when it comes to clickbait. With that said, let's continue our NFL preview. Shall we? We do okay. this to kick off our final hour in each of the previous, what, five weeks heading into the NFL season. Now in week six in our countdown, we head to the AFC South, with our, uh, which already last year did something in this division that hadn't happened in, uh, what, years? I think since 2012. They had two teams make the playoffs from the same division. Keep in mind, you go back to maybe, what, 2014, 2013, maybe even 2015, we were talking about the AFC South as one of the worst divisions in the NFL, if not the worst. Yeah. Now now it might be one of the best divisions in the NFL uh, heading into this season. Slow down. Better, better. Let's not say best. but It had two teams yeah. in the playoffs last right. year. No, That's I, pretty well, damn good. No, you're right. I mean, it's still not as good as the uh, – uh, the NFC South, but yes, you're right. Maybe it's like top two or three. You might be right on that. Okay, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's two worst teams get their starting quarterbacks back, and one of those yeah. in the in the in the Houston Texans <laughs> gets back three, well, two key starters and add a new one defensively. So I will be able to debate midseason best division, worst division, but I think think the AFC South is going to be there. Now, let's dive into the teams. We'll go in order from where they finished last year, uh, and then Arnie will give you his picks on where he thinks they're going to end up this year as we roll on through this. Let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Made their way to the AFC Championship game last year. Dominating defense. Arnie, is Jacksonville a one-hit wonder, or are the Jaguars here to stay for a while? I don't think they're a one-hit wonder. Even though the division's better, I still think they're probably... Uh, I'm not going to say the class act, but maybe the team that beat coming on in. You know, everybody talks about Blake Bortles. You know, he gets a bad knock for a guy that's done a decent job, and I think he's going to get better this year. You know, what is Fournette going to do from one year to the next? Uh, I mean, I'm just shaking to see how much better he's going to get. If the defense stays as good as they were last year, they'll go ahead and, and win the division again. So I'm, 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 if I'm buying a stock, I'm buying Jacksonville. Fournette helped lead the number one rush offense in the NFL, and keep in mind he had missed a couple of games with yeah, an injury. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, yeah. They had a great defense, number two in total yards allowed, number uh, two in points allowed. They were number one in rush yards allowed. Yannick Ngakwe might be one of the best players on the Jaguars' defense. They obviously had uh, Clayus Campbell who stepped up. Uh, gosh, who am I? Who am I leaving out? Miles Jack who had a great season. But I think it's going to be real intriguing, Arnie, to see how Blake Bortles does with some different uh, different weapons. Allen Robinson's gone. Hearns is gone. They're counting on Marquise Lee. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah. And D.D. Westbrook. Plus, they've rebuilt their tight end. So it'll be interesting to see how they improve offensively. Right off Even that, D.D. Westbrook just goes, you know, fly on by that one, too. Hey, Heisman Trophy finalist. <laughs> I Oklahoma heard that one, yes. 
Uh, Tennessee Titans, Arnie. New coach, new attitude. Of course, with a new coach comes a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator. Overall, thoughts on Mike Vrabel? I'm not real familiar with him outside of you know being a pretty damn good player, but man, this is a pretty rapid rise to the coaching ranks for him, isn't it? It is. You know what's kind of interesting? I think he's under the Belichick tree who uh, you might not want to be in that tree because it seems like there's a lot of rotten fruit on that tree. <laughs> I, it doesn't seem like you've gone out and be very fruitful uh, when you've come from the Belichick uh, tree out there. You know, it's interesting. Tennessee was actually outscored by their opponents, still were 9-7. and seven. Um, You know, you got to keep Mario healthy. If that guy's not healthy, um, maybe they start going south, even though Gabbard's not all that bad. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. over, yeah, so it's not like they're in a bad situation if that happens. I'm, I'm worried about the running game a little bit, to, to be honest with you. I think that could be a sore problem there. Does he have enough weapons? Does Tennessee, or I meant does uh, Mariota have enough weapons, or does he have to do it by himself? The defense is better. They don't get credit for what they've done, but they may have to carry the team. Like I said last year, they were outscored. They've got to be better this year to keep him in second place. Uh, Derek Henry, now the go-to back. They brought in Deion Lewis, and Arnie talked about that defense. They added Malcolm Butler in free agency. I want to circle back to the Titans in just a bit, but let's dive into the Indianapolis Colts. What a wild <laughs> offseason. Andrew Luck finally has an offensive-minded head coach, but it's a little different from the path that they originally thought. We thought it was going to be Josh McDaniel. It ends up being Frank Reich, yeah. and it's the first what offensive-minded head coach that Andrew Luck has had in a while. And the last season that he was healthy, they went 11-5, and and they might have a better roster. Might have a better roster. If I, you know, Chris, I, I just want to say this about Indianapolis. If I called the boss and I called in sick, and said I couldn't make it this weekend, and I couldn't make it the next weekend, and I couldn't make it the next month. And after after it's all said and done, I missed four or five months, and then I came back, and I said, okay, I'm ready to go. Wouldn't you expect me to be a little bit pale-looking, maybe a little bit tired, maybe my voice? I'm like, all right, well, this is what I've got after six months, but I, I want to give it a try. Now you're going to tell me, Andrew, look, after missing all the time, he's going to come back, and he's just going to be like Tom Brady, slinging it all over the field, taking the Colts back on top of the division. Wake up, Annie M. Dorothy. Uh, wake up, Dorothy. Annie M's calling. It's not <laughs> happening, my friend. It's just not going to happen. Andrew Luck, as much as everybody wants him to come back and be the great quarterback they think he is, he, he's going to be pedestrian at best. You just don't miss that much time and come back and be one of the top quarterbacks. I hope you understand that. Um, I do. Uh, the O-line's improved with the addition of Quentin Nelson, but I, I I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be tough. Now, they turned down a second-round pick, allegedly, if you believe for the Jacoby rumors Brissett. today. For their backup, right, which kind of makes you raise your eyebrow a little bit. Yeah. And they, they rebuilt their wide receiver weapons around Luck and T.Y. Hilton, bringing in Ryan Grant, and they picked up Eric Ebron in the tight end. So, it, it, again, I can't wait to see. Of all the teams that aren't the Oakland Raiders in week one of the NFL season, Arnie, I am so intrigued to see what Andrew Luck looks like from the perspective of what you brought up. Like you said, if we missed time, we'd yeah. look ill. <laughs> there would be an adjustment process. Could you imagine if I came back like, woo-woo, I'm ready to go and ahead party and ready to show. go. <laughs> I didn't go, you, you missed six, six months. I, maybe you should have come back a couple of months ago if you're feeling so good, you know? <laughs> and then finally, last yeah. year they finished in last place. But, Arnie, in 2016 and 15, they were the division champs and the lone representative from the South in the playoffs. 
The Houston Texans, and yes, Deshaun Watson, wowed through the first six games he played. Do you think the Clemson grad can sustain it through a whole 16-game season? I think he can. Boy, did he learn a lot that first shortened year. He's got the weapons. You know, I kind of want to see if they're going to get back to the great defense uh, that everybody thought they were going to be. And J.J. Watt, you know, here's a guy that was one of the most dominating players that we've ever seen to – Geez, look what he's become the last year plus with the injuries. Can't stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that I just said with the injuries, but let's take those injuries away. He he anchors that defense again. All of a sudden, they're a Super Bowl caliber defense. They may be that one team we talked about that goes from worst to first. Uh, you said there were, what, 26 teams in the last 18 years that have gone from worst to first, so it's not unheard of. They may be the one favorite to do it. J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless are back after an injury, and they brought in Tyron Matthew. Their secondary is yeah. a little bit rebuilt. Aaron Colvin comes in to hold down one side of the corner with Jonathan Joseph, who's an absolute That was a big pickup, stud. like you said. Uh, Honey Badger was a big pickup. Well, yeah. I, I, dude, Honey Badger's only like 26, 27 I, years what? old. They wanted to let him go. Arizona didn't want him for some reason unless he was costing too much money. This this idea that this dude is some 50-year-old that's getting his yeah. final shot is ridiculous. And I heard, by the way, I heard on Colin, on Colin Coward's show on The Herd, he said their offensive line in Houston was ranked 32nd in the league. Now, I don't know if that's like our lads or pro football focus, but their run game wasn't bad last year. Their passing stats were horrible. But they've got three new faces on their offensive line to uh, kind of help defend uh, protect Deshaun Watson. So I'm very intrigued by the Houston Texans. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we've laid out some stats. We've laid out some facts. Let's throw some picks on the AFC South. And who's the best quarterback in this division? It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. What are you doing, Arnie? <laughs> what? All right, when we, we, we got to hit this Twitter. We'll do it in a second. Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day. When you use your Lowe's business credit account, that's 5% on all purchases in store or online subject to credit approval, U.S. only. All right. Uh, we, Just we're in trying the midst to make of, friends, Chris. Just trying to make I, friends. I, I don't know if that's the, uh, that's, that's the best way to do it. But so we're, we're on the AFC South. Yeah. We got a little bit backed up because we started talking about the AP poll coming out tomorrow. Right. So we kind of ran through every team rather quickly. Well, diehard fan uh, Sean, Sean was not happy. Sean, who might have one of the best uh, avatars in the game. Yeah. And he tweeted at us and said, wow, Plank and Arnie, you spent well, a whole WTF. Tenth... You didn't read that Yeah, I, 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 I was trying. Because I'm kind of like Anchorman sometimes. Right, and right. if I see WTF, I might just that, say what it right. means. Right. And I can't have that happen. I got no. kids. Well, then you can't uh, read the next one, but go ahead. Right. You spent a whole 10 seconds on my Titans. That's some BS from you two. Hashtag Tighten up. And I wrote back, that's eight seconds more than we should have spent on that. So with that said, (laughs) Sean, I want to go a little bit more in depth on our picks here. So the Jaguars coming off. The next one, he responded to that. Oh, I didn't see. I don't see that one. He goes, seriously, I've had your back for every year. Yeah, I've had your back forever and ever, and you do me like this. Well, then, and then there's a hashtag. I didn't know you could, not a hashtag. I didn't know you could have an emoji of a middle finger. Yeah, it's technology. It's a great okay. thing, man. You fat blank. <laughs> Why does appearance so, have anything to do with this, Sean? All right, so let's I, so, move so back. I, I wrote back, if if I pick up oh, the gosh. win the Super Bowl, will you like me again? Um, they suck. So uh, get 
you know, wake up to that. So uh, okay. Well, with that said, last year you had the Jaguars at ten and six, the Titans at nine and seven, and then yeah. of course two teams without their quarterback at four and twelve with the Colts and the Texans. Arnie, do we get a little bit more of the same this year? Do we see the Colts bounce back? Do we see the Texans bounce back in the AFC South? Well, Sean's not going to like this. I'm doing the worst the first. I'm going with the Houston Texans to go ahead and have an impressive year. I think J.J. Watt is really going to anchor a defense that. Um, obviously has not lived up to par because he's not been healthy. Uh, the difference he's going to make, plus what Deshaun Watson's going to make, uh, in a division that's certainly winnable, I'm going to go with Houston, number one. I'm still going to say Jacksonville is uh, is going to be right up there at number two. I wish I could put Tennessee any lower, but I can't because Indy's in the division. So I got Tennessee at number three, and I put Indianapolis at number five because they don't deserve to be number four in a four-team uh, division there. So I dropped them now to number five. That's how bad they're going to be. They'll be one of the worst teams in football. So Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, then Indy. Here's my question. Uh, I, I like Indy more than you do, but I'm not about to put him in second or third place yet. How would you rank the quarterbacks in this division right now? Obviously, I think everyone would put Bortles at four, and maybe wrongly so, because the dude has played in an AFC championship game. But how would you rank Mariota, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, and Blake Bortles? How would you go one through four with uh, the Mariota, in this Mariota number one. I would I, I put him number one. Right, I mean, right now, not based right on their now. career. Not not based on in, anything in the if past. If I was starting a team, I'd put Mariota number one. Okay. I'd take Deshaun Watson number two. I'd take Bortles number three. And I'd take Andrew Luck number four. Whoa, you take Luck? Oh, is that just because of the injury? Okay. Yeah, right. right. I can't. Like I said, he's been uh, sick for six months or longer than that. I don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to look healthier, if he's going to be pale. The thing that I dig about Mariota is the improvements he's made in each year. He threw seven more touchdown passes last year. He dropped his interception total. And I really dig this Matt LaFleur cat that's taken over as their offensive coordinator. He was in L.A. for a year with McVay. He has some roots in Green Bay. I, I kind of dig. I kind of dig Tennessee a little bit more than you do. And I kind of dig Mariota. But I will say this, Arnie. I... <laughs> Now Andrew you're spending Lux? too much on time on Tennessee because of no, Sean. no, no, I no. I, I, I'm, but <laughs> Andrew Lux, he's going to get back to normal, right? At some point, I mean, it's not like he's suddenly going to become Gary. No offense to Gary Hogaboom if he's listening, but Gary Hogaboom or Steve Berline. Wow, or, wow. I don't know some uh, Dan Pastorini. I mean, this dude is still one of the best quarterbacks in the game, right? Oh, he is Andrew Luck. Oh, he he was. Yeah, he was. Oh. You don't think he was? Oh, we're I must have uh, slept again. through that year. You slept through the Colts going to the AFC Championship game? Yeah. Well, okay, great. So that makes him one of the best of all time. You got me on that one. Wait, right? wait, no, 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 no. See, that? again, again, yeah. you're, it's like arguing with my wife. No, <laughs> I didn't say he's one of the best of all time. Well, you know, the way I said you he's one of the better quarterbacks in the game. Well, no, look, he's not one of the top ten. He's not one of the top ten. What does it matter if he's top 10? If if Andrew Luck is healthy, the Colts are going to be better. Period, right? If oh, he's I, out there and he's If he's healthy, that's just not going to happen. I mean, I just don't believe that he's going to be healthy for 16 games after all the time that he's missed, especially with that team, too. Do we even know they're going to protect him? They've had the worst offensive line, I, I think, in the history of football the last couple of years. Yeah, went out and drafted Quentin Nelson. Good luck to that. You don't think that that's a good pick? No, to go I, out and get that's one? fine. Good luck to protecting him, though. I mean, there's a reason why he missed all that time also. 
All right. Well, I'm not going to sit in here and fight with you about Andrew Luck, but I'll say this much. I think they're much better on the offensive line than they had been in years past. I think they've got a chance. I don't know. Can you say surprise team whenever you get back Andrew Luck, whenever you have a, a new – I think Frank Reich's going to be a really good head coach. And Maybe I know, surprisingly bad, but I wouldn't be surprised. I know coaches are like 50-50 for you if you care about them or if you don't, but there you go. Uh, Arnie's going with the Texans going from worst to first, and apparently the Colts going from worst to, what, number one overall pick in the draft. You're making them sound like the worst team in the NFL right now. Got them in fifth place in the division even though there's only four teams. So All right. that's how bad it is. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> you can hit us up on Twitter. That's the best way to get in touch with the show, at Plank Show yeah. and uh, at Stinkin' Genius One. Everybody should be following us. At Fox Sports Radio as well, too. Why, is Tennessee going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I just don't know it based on what Sean's tweeting in? Am I, I no. something here or what? <laughs> well, I think it's the same way yeah. when you sit around and lay out how awful the Raiders are. I love my team. I, or how bad Oklahoma is. But you you're realistic. You know, things off. You, you know the Raiders aren't any good, so you're realistic. Well, I don't think the Raiders aren't any good. I think they're a pretty damn good football team. Look what's hey, look what's happening in the AFC West right now. You gonna take the Chargers with everyone falling apart on that team right now? You gonna take the Broncos with what's going on with their quarterback situation? Patrick Mahomes threw a sixty nine yard pass in the air, so we all lose our minds. But have you seen what's coming out of camp right now? I mean, there there's no clear cut leader in that AFC West. So yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling we're pretty good this year, but of course I thought we were pretty good when we had Aaron Brooks as well, too. Justin hits us up uh, at Plank Show at Stinking Genius 1 and writes, the AFC South could potentially be the best division in football this year. Wow. I think three teams go to the playoffs. Three. Three in the same division. You think there's a chance they could pull what, what was that last year? The... uh, in a, someone else pulled off throw. Oh, the NFC South that we talked right. about last week. You think they could pull uh, off you know, three that's teams not in the playoffs? As, that's not as crazy as it sounds because, I mean, let's face it, if the Bills take a step backwards, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins uh, might not be there at the end. Um, you could have Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Baltimore also having down years if Pittsburgh dominates that division. And maybe only one team comes out of the AFC West when it's all said and done. Well, I, I think there's a great chance of that. I think you could have one team out of the West, one team out of the North. Arnie, the East, I mean, I again, I'm surprised they even allow those other three teams to play when I listen to you every single Sunday night oh, here on Fox Sports Radio. So there's a great opportunity. Here's the thing that's going to be interesting for me, and we'll wrap it up on this, and we'll, we'll get to some uh, some more tweets. I've got a, an incredible story here on coaches and where they, they were ranked by CBSSports.com we have to get to from the college game. But Jacksonville's schedule is a – beast to start things out they open up against the New York Giants and think what you want about the Giants but they're going to be better and it's on the road then they come home for the Patriots Patriots in week two followed by the division game against the the Titans so I mean there's a good chance you start out 0-2 Oh and two. Then you got uh, road games against the Cowboys coming. Oh, you think they can beat the Giants? Nah, Patriots are no great shakes like you're making them out to be, Chris. Relax yourself. All right. Uh, when You're just we come basing back that on the last pre- by this weekend's preseason game over the Eagles. Yeah, it has nothing yeah. to do with what they've done in the last twenty <laughs> years with Tom Brady as their quarterback. Nah. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, does it really matter what one coach says about another coach, especially when he does it anonymously? We'll tell you 
what we're talking about. But first, David Gascon is in tonight for Steve DeSager. He has everything that's going on in the world of sports. What's up, David? Not much, man. I'll close out this thing in, in grand style. Yankees today were big winners over the Blue Jays, 10-2. They made up a little bit of ground. They're still nine and a half games back of the Boston Red Sox, who got blanked today by Tampa. At home, by the way, 2 nothing was the final. Boston only had two hits in the ball game. Cincinnati roughed up San Francisco again, 11-4 today. Indians eight, Orioles nothing. Rockies made up a little bit of ground in the National League. They beat the Braves 4-2, so the Braves move a half game in front, or they're only a half game in front of the Philadelphia Phillies, who lost today to the New York Mets. Meanwhile, Houston Astros, Oakland A's. 3-1, and Marwin hits it in the air pretty deep to right field. It sends back Piscotty, looking up. See you later! Marwin Gonzalez hits the Astros' fifth home run of the game, and it is to 9-4 Houston. Astros Radio Network, they quieted the A's for just the time being. They won today. 9-4 to was the final. Pirates in 11 walk off on the Cubbies. 2-1. You Darvish left his rehab start today after just one inning of work, nursing a bad arm. Brewers, 2-1 winners over the Cardinals. Dodgers mopped up Seattle today, 12-1. Justin Turner, 4-5. for five. five ribbies. Clayton Kershaw with a W. Seven Ks in seven innings. Guys, in the NFL, Adrian Peterson will say hi to the Redskins tomorrow. Mm. But a possible workout. Jamal Charles visited the Redskins today. Cowboys safety, Xavier Woods, might miss the season opener against Carolina because of a bad hammy. Dallas did get some good news, though. An MRI on Zach Martin came back negative. He does have a hyperextended knee. Chargers, Jalen Watkins done for the year with a torn ACL. Packers have activated outside linebacker Nick Perry off the PUP list. And San Francisco's... Running back, Joe Williams, he's going to be out at least for week one. He's got a fractured rib. He'll be out for at least three to four weeks. Ooh. That hurts. I wouldn't want to deal with that. All right, thanks, David. You ever had a busted rib? No, no, I don't want one. I don't want one. Although I have thrown a few things that might bounce off the wall whenever I fight with Arnie. (laughs) Wow. I hear you pounding the table all the way on here. I hear you hitting your fist against the table when you talk. Well, it's it's anger, Arnie. You elicit that in people. You should be you should be used to hearing it. It's like, what in the <laughs> hell are you talking? Because th- hey, Aaron way, I Torres say, does the same thing on Saturday. Uh, it might be a sign. What does it mean when Geico and Aaron's a pretty much is a much more laid back dude yeah, than I, I am? Know. I uh, know. What does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com fifteen minutes ago. I did throw my mouse when you said, "What am I basing anything about the Patriots on?" So now I can't find my wireless mouse in studio anywhere. By the way, right you heard now. the bad news about my son, right? He's going to Kent State, right? Yes, but he's dating a brown Never heard of him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought that up last very, week. Yeah, Why very is that upsetting. Bad? I, I don't look. I don't raise my kid to do something like that. Very upsetting. Very, very ashamed. Jackass. I'm wow. gonna, I'm gonna wow. make this point, and I think we talked wow. about this last week. Yeah. Arnie, I, I, I'm in marriage too, and I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> marriage one was the worst swing and miss I've ever had in my life. Okay, uh, but you want to know what neither, what both of them actually had in common? What? They're neither one of them are sports fans. Right. Right. So I, I can. T- you find yourself a sports fan. I don't care who she or he is a fan of. You've got yourself a winner. Man. Yeah, but you Go didn't with hear me. It. I said Browns fan. Okay, Loser. maybe they're going to be good. Yeah. Arnie, have you looked at the roster now? Is that they sports have an, really? They have an Oklahoma Sooner as their quarterback. They're going to be fine. I, for you, yeah. being someone who has overanalyzed the preseason, I think that's Ooh. fair to say, right? You've kind of dug things you've seen in the preseason. Yeah. 
I'm surprised you're not buying the Cleveland oh, Browns I right buy, now. I figured you'd be happy for them. I am. No, but I, you know, I, I'm like, look, they're one in 31. He says they're going to the game. I go, that's the biggest waste of money. He goes, the tickets are free. I said, it's the biggest waste of money. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I am buying into them. I, I think they could be one of the surprise teams. Just the one in 31 leaves a sour taste in your mouth. I, I feel bad for the real Cleveland Brown fans out there going through that the last couple of years. It must have been just miserable. What am I talking about? I. I pull for the Giants and the Dolphins. I know it's been miserable, but I I, I do think they turn it around. I, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. See, you say you pull for the Giants and the Dolphins, but I question whether or not you're you're a real fan. Wow. I, I think the Browns fans are real fans. They really? live and die. They breathe it. They love it. They live it. I think you they kind of like dog masks the whole time. Right. Yards. If if your team loses, you're like, eh, we lost. Now I'll go jump on the bandwagon of my other team and my Dodgers and my. I'm so more. I, I'm more of an Arizona Wildcat fan than I am NFL. That that I live and die Arizona Wildcats basketball, football. I just it it it, it hurts me for weeks every time they they lose. It, it's like a knife to my neck. My favorite part of when Arizona loses is how Arnie immediately turns it on the team that beat them. <laughs> and, and for instance, if if. Let's say Boise beats you. Well, they're just awful. Idaho's just a terrible state, yes. and Boise's just a horrible school. Bunch of media. It's, it's how can we get up for make, a team like that? Huh? Come on. Right. Now. Then, then it's their fault because they're not a big enough name that you didn't have. Uh, Brady Papinga still doesn't talk to me ever since uh, like three, four years ago when I said something bad about his BYU team. What are you going to do when you beat them this year? Are you going to? Kind of play it cool with him, or are you no? He doesn't talk him? to me anymore. I haven't spoke to him in like four or five years. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of college football, again, the AP poll comes out tomorrow. You have your first handful of games coming up on Saturday night. Again, I, I don't think we're going to break any ratings records on Saturday night, and I don't think uh, I don't think Arnie and Aaron or the uh, the the boys from Vegas or Jonas are going to light up the phone lines with re- well, I don't know on the gambling side of it. Uh, the Hawaii Colorado State game, Wyoming New Mexico State, four college football games next Saturday night. Um, but Arnie, it is interesting this CBS Sports article that came out earlier this week, or actually earlier today, right? Right. Where it laid out the most overrated and the most underrated coaches in college football. And, again, this has been talked about a lot today, and that's kind of the goal. It's a very clickbaitish, and I think it's kind of – I think it's kind of bushly, to be honest. If you're going to take shots at people in your profession, put your name on it. And I get it. I understand it. I don't need a journalism lesson on on Twitter right now or anywhere else because in the bottom line is – I disagree with you that, by the way. You like you like the uh, anonymous sources kind of yeah, shooting down this coaches is not like a, this? Yes, I do like it, but this is the only way you're going to get the true way of how somebody feels. It's not like a story um, that has something to do with a criminal element. This is more of like a – uh, a fun story, who's a good coach, who's not a good coach, who's overrated, who's underrated, that's not a crime. And I think to get the true uh, answer or how somebody really believes, you've got to do it anonymous. If you had the number one recruiting class in the country every week, every year, you'd win like Nick Saban. He shows up at every single game with a better roster than the teams he's playing. If you count cheating and getting the best players in the country as part of running a program, he's the best in the country. So that's okay to accuse a guy of cheating as an anonymous source. Well, everything up to that was fine. <laughs> what, am I wrong about that? What, is Coach K just the best coach ever because his Duke team wins all the time or do they get the best recruits out there? Now, Arnie, did you? he accused him of cheating. 
They accused him of cheating. This is one of the most Bush League things I've ever seen in my life. Now, we'll keep it, and we'll talk about it, because content is king, and we all want something to talk about, and you know that guys like Willie Taggart and Jimbo Fisher are going to be asked about it, but that's what kind of gigs me a little bit in this whole process, is whenever you have someone that is allegedly on the record, anonymously, laying out that someone is cheating at a school like Alabama. I mean that that, that just—if you're going to make that claim, don't you put your name on it, right? Or I no? love. I wish somebody would break that story. Huh? we'd love to get that one. Uh, so, he, just by the way, to kind of finish uh, finish this up, there was an interesting shot taken at one Jimbo Fisher right. as well, too, when we were talking about overrated coaches. Here's the quote from the anonymous coach: "We're going to see in the next three years what happens with Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M." That disaster last year at Florida State, he prides himself on being just like Nick Saban. He only worked for him a couple of years. He never has the organizational skills. He flies by the seat of his pants. It looks like he is organized. Uh, it looks. Uh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. It looks like it's organized, and the words he uses are the same. But if you talk to people who work in the office, the desk is sloppy, the rooms are sloppy, he's a mess. So there is the shot at one Jimbo Fisher. I, I like the one they take at, at James Franklin. His coaching peers know that he's full of it. I, I like that one, man. Well, but who isn't full of it on the recruiting trail is what I want to know more than anything else. Willie Taggart and James Franklin. Taggart now at Florida State. Franklin at Penn State had the most uh, responses from the overrated coach in college football. Kirk Ferentz, Lane Kiffin, and then five other coaches were on that list. By the way, the five other coaches took up the most percentage, but yet none of them are mentioned. So, okay. And then the most underrated coach in college football is David Shaw and Chris Peterson. They each had 12% of the votes with Dan Mullen, Pat uh, Fitzgerald, and Kyle Whittingham. I like Pat Fitzgerald a lot also. I think he's done a remarkable job at Northwestern. Yeah, they're going to have uh, they're, they're going to have themselves a tough time, I think, trying to keep him uh, over the next couple of years. No, well, he played there. Uh, he's been there a long time, also. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Can't argue, can't argue. But they've that facility they've built. Oh my gosh, for their practice facility is unbelievable. All right, we have controversy on Arnie's records with his picks. Oh yeah, we'll get to it next. And we've got a little bit of Des news and a box office implosion you guys will not believe. We wrap up the show and get you ready for Big Ben next with Arnie and Plank right here on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank, and the picks are coming up in a bit. I was wrong. I'll tell you next. Wow. But we're brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need. Damn right you're When wrong. you need them. Granger's got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yes, Arnie, I was wrong. I incorrectly had written uh, Carolina and its score wrong. So Come on. After going 0-5 in the first week of the free season, Arnie bounces back for a big 3-2 and two week Yay. to bring the overall record to 3-7. <laughs> and seven. We'll get to his uh, picks coming up here in a second. I can sense the excitement. Are you throwing any of the college games in? This, this is no, we're no? starting fresh now. It's just college okay. tonight. We're going to the real, the real deal, college games, three picks, all in the college ranks. We're starting fresh now. Okay, all right. Well, before we get there real quick, uh, Des Bryant will have to continue to wait. Bryant visited the Browns this week, but left without a contract. And according to Cleveland.com's Mary Kay Cabot, Brian is no longer on the front burner, and apparently they did not come close to reaching an agreement, and he is not expected to sign with the Browns anytime soon. Apparently, Brian wants to play for a contender, which would mean the Browns 
probably not the team for him. So does this mean he's going to sit out the – I mean, I don't hear a lot of buzz. We, we talked about this when when he got cut. I was kind of surprised that he didn't get picked up rather quickly. You said it'll take time. We're heading into week three of the preseason, Arnie, and he's still not on a team. He visits Cleveland, makes a big deal out of it, and nothing materializes out of it. How could they not be close? Why did he fly down there? They had to have been close for him to take that next step and fly there and talk to him in person. So somebody dropped the ball. Either Dez is playing hardball with them and wants a, a better contract situation, or they're trying to lowball him because you don't get on a plane and go down there if you're not close. I would agree. I would agree. You would think that there was something that either in that process they realized, hey, let's let's stick with the young guys, or maybe the Josh Gordon saga clarified a little bit. I don't know. But regardless, Dez is still a free agent. All right. What do you say we get this going right? He's on a hot streak. He went 3-2 and two oh, this last weekend. Let's go. Arnie, your picks. All right. We're doing three college football games because there's not a whole heck of a lot, and I'm not going to do the games – um, what, the weekend of September 1st or whatever that Labor Day weekend is because yeah, we'll we be got back time. on the air. Yep. So uh, three games, Wyoming against New Mexico State. Funny about this one is, did you know that 98% of the gamblers are betting on the under in that really? game? Yeah, which is kind of crazy. I'm not taking either one on that. But I am taking Wyoming, which opened up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, dropped down the four. 70% of the money coming in on Wyoming. And, of course, Josh Allen's gone. And what are they going to be like? But New Mexico State had a really good year last year, made a bowl game. First time in like a gazillion years in that situation. But Wyoming is the better team here. I'm a little worried about them going on the road, but they should be able to overcome that. Give me Wyoming minus for my first pick to start off the 2018 college football season, Hawaii and Colorado State. Usually we wouldn't talk about this game, but heck, there's not a lot to pick from. So uh, when there's not a lot left at the bu- at the buffet, you start eating the broccoli. Uh, Colorado State, the much better team. They're at home. Hawaii doesn't really do that well when they come over to the mainland. Um, I've got to lay 14 and stated 14, 77% of the money coming in on Colorado State. I'm going to buy it. Give me Colorado State and a bonus pick. Love the over 58 and a half. It could be a high scoring affair. Hawaii, not a great defense. Give me Colorado State minus the 14 and the over 58 and a half. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But remember, they may be strictly for entertainment purposes only. You finally get on the right track with the free season, and now you're going away from it? Well, it's done. That's it. We're here for the good. Who wants to have salad when you get meat and potatoes and you want to go to the good stuff? I would argue that the NFL exhibition season might be better than Colorado State and Hawaii. You'd be arguing wrong, then. You'd be arguing wrong. Okay, then. Well, Arnie's steering clear of the preseason. I'm, I'm, I got to admit, I'm a little bit surprised by this right now. Wow, uh, why? You know, okay, we'll sit with, look, the preseason, that's it. Forget it. Once the college football season starts, I don't pay attention to the preseason. So the the free season was only for two weeks and a game for you is kind of what we're looking. I mean, look at some of the games. You got the Packers and the Raiders next week, Giants and Jets next week. Ooh, pa- Patriots and Panthers. They just that told might be me nobody's playing. Raiders and Rams, nobody played. They rested 15 starters or something. You You've told, told me. me for five years that the preseason is the free season. It is, so I'm but, so- but, but this is college now. You drop everything for that. Uh, all right. Well, if you're uh, just dating a girl for two weeks and you see a 10 walk by, that's it. Move on. Bro, 
if Wyoming and who's Wyoming even playing? Uh, if Wyoming and New Mexico State and yeah. Hawaii, Colorado State is your definition of a ten, we need to sit down and have a conversation. Wow. I think there, I think there needs some serious conversations well, a, that have a to take place. Ten from afar, if you squint your eyes and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Speaking of college football, how about the confidence of Herb Miller, Florida Atlantic cornerback? who boldly claimed this week that Florida Atlantic's the king of Florida, quote, all of a sudden, FAU is the Alabama of Florida, oh, Miller yeah. said in the Palm Beach Post. Everybody wants to come here now. I you told look around, you they were going to beat Oklahoma, people are saying. <laughs> people. Everybody is talking about FAU. They all want to come to FAU. But two years ago, nobody wanted to come here. Everybody looked at me crazy like, why are you going to go here? It's good to see us getting the program turned around. Of course, 11-3 and last year. I want to but go there. Let's not forget, uh, UCF did win the national championship, right, in some of people's course. minds. And then how about this, Arnie? I know we haven't mentioned Kevin Spacey for a while, but we wrap up on oh, a non-sports this, yeah. note. The Billionaire Boys Club, his latest movie, had an interesting opening on Friday night when it made $126 on yeah. opening night. $126 for its opening weekend it will make $425. That breaks down to about $53 in all eight theaters. Big Ben is coming up next for Bobo, for Eric, for David, for Arnie. I'm Plank. We'll see you next Sunday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 